It's the VNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X92.9's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It is Tuesday, August 2nd, 2022. I'm Shauna. Beckler is away today. I have returned after taking some time off. It's... It's always like this in the summer. It's funny. I watch the news in the morning, too, and I find the morning show there. Uh, There's basically not a single show during the summer where all three people are in together. And I mean, that's that's the nature of summer. Uh, I went back to visit my parents, got to see my sister and my niece and nephew. Uh, The whole trip was awesome, super relaxing at first, and then went and saw a couple Jays games. Of course, as you do, stayed downtown for a little bit as well. Did all of it. Did all the things. It was a great vacation, great time off, although uh, I'm truly happy to be back as well. Beckler will be back tomorrow, uh, and then the show will be back together for the first time in a while. The band will be back together, so look forward to that. In the meantime, uh, today on the show, we have one of the better Fortune 500 companies that I've heard in a long time. Uh, this is one of my, my favorites, I think. We discussed something that happened to me on an airplane. Uh, It was super embarrassing, but the way this woman dealt with things, I I kind of disagree with. And I'm curious to see your take on that as well. Uh, I did something idiotic before I left for 10 days, and now I'm paying the consequences of that. We discussed the goat of old people food, because this is very important. Uh, I have one, though, and I'm curious to see if you agree with it. Uh, We start with a story that I heard on the weekend that is one of the funnier or more ridiculous stories ever. I was going to nominate this person as a Terry of the Month, but we'll get into this. We're going to kick it off right now. So you'll see. You'll see. V and S in 20 minutes or less. So I heard a story on the weekend, and uh, this is just a phenomenal, phenomenal story. I was actually going to use this as a nominee for Terry of the Month, but this isn't a Terry. This This is an escalated version of a Terry. The story itself... Almost ridiculous, but my boyfriend was telling me this, so I have him on the phone to recount it because he can do it much better than I. You've got to explain this gentleman to us. Yeah, this guy might be king of the Terries, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the Terries. Yeah. Okay, so a buddy of mine was playing professional hockey down in Houston, and he's meeting all kinds of interesting characters, but this one gentleman that uh, worked at the rink became friends with him after a meeting in the parking lot because my buddy walked over to look at this guy's brand new Hummer. One of the first ones off the lot, I guess. Oh, damn. This guy is 6'3", tall, thin, big belt buckle, big cowboy hat, tight Wrangler jeans. Yeah. So they go out on this fishing trip, and he shoots a water moccasin. Like with a gun. He shoots He shoots a water moccasin with a gun. Right. Yeah, as you do. So he's a little taken back, but no big deal, and they go on about their day. Well, this guy goes on to tell him this story about the time that he took his daughter and her friends fishing, and he was shooting any water moccasins that would come close to the boat. Oh, my God. So if they were swimming around, he would shoot them. But the strange thing is, is he tried to save the snakes that he shot. So they're dead. He's got them in, like, a garbage bag. No big deal. What the hell? Him and the girls him and the girls are leaving their fishing trip and he jumps he throws the bag of dead water moccasins in the back of his brand new Hummer. Oh my god. And they pack up and they leave. Three girls in the back seat, him in the front seat, they're bombing down some back road in Texas. And he runs over a water moccasin. Runs it over, hits the brakes, <laughs> hops out of the truck, walks around back, sees the water moccasin there, whacks it over the bumper of the Hummer. Oh, my God. Wham! With his daughters in the back of the the truck. They're in the back seat of the truck, absolutely. Puts the water moccasin into the back of the Hummer in the bag, hops back in the truck, (laughs) drives away. This guy's bombing down the road. Next thing you know, the girls are screaming. 
They're freaking out. They're trying to climb into the front seat of the truck. He looks in the rearview mirror, and you can see this water moccasin coming over the back seat into where the girls are. Oh, my God. Hammers on the brakes. Everybody goes flying. He hops out of the front seat, runs into the back seat of the truck, reaches in, grabs the water moccasin, and bam, the water moccasin tries to bite him on the arm. He looks down. Nothing's happened. And here, when he had ran the snake over, he had broke the front of the nose of the snake. He takes the snake out, bam, off of the bumper again. Oh, my God. Throws it back in the back of the Hummer, and away they go. What is he doing with these water moccasins? <laughs> Why is he collecting no them in a bag? Well, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of one of those situations like it is in Saskatchewan where you get 25 cents every time you turn in a gopher tail or something. Oh, my I don't know. God. <laughs> what yeah, a... That's crazy. It's a, it's a crazy story. I had nightmares for a week after I heard it. Yeah, you're not a fan of snakes at all, so I'm sure that this story was really a, a wonderful one for you. I would love to talk to the daughters because I swear they're still traumatized. I will be too. Yeah, I think everybody is now. So thank you for that. V and S in 20 minutes or less. So we've got another edition for the Fortune 500 list. And for those of you who don't know, of course, that is the list of pun business names that we think are fantastic and there are so many of them now like our list has got to have hundreds upon hundreds of entries this one though might be my new favorite and that is saying something with all the entries we have okay i mean that's tough to say because again there are so many good ones but it's up there for sure and as you know i'm a big fan of hair salon puns uh my personal favorite is still curl up and die but die as in like hair dye get it curl up and die everything about that pun is Still, I think that's my number one. This one, though, close. And actually, I got this uh, submitted by Scott on Instagram. This was while I was away, and I've been so excited to share this one with you. It's been in my notes here, and I can't wait to let you know. So I'll just get to it here. So it's a it's a hair salon that I guess unfortunately doesn't exist anymore. So perhaps an honorable mention. Going down in history, though, I guess it existed back in the 2010s in Inglewood. It was a hair salon called Get Banged. Get it? Because bangs like you know your you, you cut your bangs get get banged hair salon okay come on you can't tell me that's oh that is just phenomenal get banged my only issue with this is i'm like would some people take offense to this like you, you maybe wouldn't want to bring your kids to a hair salon called get banged but again it's genius in so many levels that i think we have to bypass that it is absolutely phenomenal get banged hair salon Newest addition to the Fortune 500 list, and Scott, I love it. Thank you for submitting this one. Of course, you can always submit as well. Only, though, if it's as good as Get Banged, okay? Don't waste our time. I'm just kidding. VNS in 20 minutes or less. So I went for a bike ride yesterday, and there was a gentleman on a bike in front of me, and I looked up, and, well, he had these bike shorts on, but they were completely see-through. Like, I could see right through into his cavern of darkness, okay? And and I feel really bad for him because I've actually seen these types of shorts at the bike stores before. And they're in the same section as the regular non-see-through bike shorts. But here's the thing. These ones are actually underwear that you're supposed to wear underneath your regular bike shorts. So they have the padding for your nether regions, uh, which we've talked about before. It's to protect your, your undercarriage from the wear and tear of those awful bike seats. But the rest of the material in these types of shorts are very breathable because, again, you're supposed to put your other shorts on top of them. They're an underpant 
versus an actual short. And this man clearly didn't realize. And I, I can see how he could make that mistake because I have to be honest with you, I almost made that same mistake because when you look at them at first, they don't appear to be see-through. But then once you go out into the sun, well, you see they're completely see-through. So here I am behind this gentleman and I can see his full foof, his entire jungle crust, okay? It's completely exposed. So I was actually trying to figure out if I should I should let him know about this, right? Because, I mean, here's the other issue. If he were to get off that bike seat, well, his naughty gnome would be completely exposed as well, right? Which would be even a little more scarring for everybody. So I was trying to figure out what to do in this in this scenario. He had some headphones in, too, so I was like, I'd have to yell. I'm like, what do you do? Do I bike past him and just yell, Sir, your pucker panther is showing! Like, Sir, I can see your wind mitten! Okay, excuse me, sir, your poo pantry is, is evident. I can see your foot paw. Okay, like, is that what, what you do? I mean, this is just a general reminder as well to do the sun test, okay? If you buy pants or shorts with a thinner material, you do run the risk of people seeing your Padawan. So make sure you bring that outside and you do a little quick test before you wear it out. Poor guy. Like, I'm sure he had no idea, but every single cyclist on that and everybody around him could see right through and into his thunder bucket. Not necessarily something people want to see. BNS in 20 minutes or less. So I've got a who's to blame, although I don't know if this is really who's to blame. I think I probably am to blame. Uh, it was just an experience that happened on a plane, and I'm, I don't want to say I'm mad about it. I just, I feel like it's, it could have been maybe dealt with a little bit differently, uh, although karma did come back in the end. So let me just get into it here. I was, I was on a plane, uh, and I had my, my backpack that I was about to put on the overhead bin. And unfortunately, I'd forgotten that I'd put my water bottle on the side of my backpack. So as I lifted my backpack into the overhead compartment, the water bottle came screaming out of there and it dropped right in between two people who were sitting in the chairs below me. And of course, when this happened, I uh, I felt awful and I apologized profusely. It was this one older woman in, in particular who uh, she got the brunt of the water bottle. And so I went right to her and I said, look, are you okay? I am so sorry. I apologized several times. And she refused to look at me at this point. She she kept her head straight ahead, didn't say a, a, a single word. And then as I was walking away, all I hear is her turning to her husband or whoever was beside her and said, well, excuse me. And so at that point, I... You know, I just kind of like it was clear that this was an accident, you know, and I was genuinely sorry about this. And the fact that you couldn't even respond to that and instead ignored me and then had to say something to the person next to you. I felt a little like that was kind of rude. Again, I realize I'm at fault here. It was my water bottle that fell. Just something about that. I was not not overly happy about. Although then this was kind of interesting at the end of the plane ride. Uh, I was walking up the aisle and I noticed that there was this older lady who was struggling a little bit to get her bag and she was reaching for it and you could tell she was a little bit shaky. So, of course, I saw this and I said, hey, can I can I help you with that? I'll grab it. And she was like, oh, that would be that would be so great. Thank you so much. So I grabbed her bag, took it out of the overhead compartment and I set it down in front of her. And then as I looked up, I realized it was the same woman that I had hit with my water bottle, the one who refused to speak to me. So I said nothing to her at this point. I just placed her bag, gave her a giant smile, and walked right out of that plane. Let me tell you, that was, that felt good. Yeah, I don't want to say karma, but there was something about that that just made everything go full circle. Made me feel a little bit better about the whole thing. I just, I really battle with people who, when somebody is genuinely sorry, you can't even respond to it, right? Like, is that rude? 
Is it just me? Did I deserve that? Again, not really a who's to blame, just a... Is there something about that that irked me a little? VNS in 20 minutes or less. Uh, I've been away for the past 10 days, and, you know, I'm I'm normally pretty good with checking everything before I leave. Because when you go away, especially for multiple days, there are things you double-check, right? You essentially need a checklist of things to, you know, close up and secure before you go away. Like, you make sure all the doors are locked and all the appliances that need to be are turned off and the plants are watered, all these little things. Uh, well, this time, I was... I was clearly a little tired before I left, and I forgot to check a couple of things. Actually, I, I missed some of the bigger, more important things to do. Like the first one, I forgot to take my garbage out before I left, and there was some leftover chicken in there. So when I returned home to my condo, it smelled like somebody had died in there. Actually, it smelled like like multiple people have died in there, okay? And, and of course, add to that the heat warning we had Sunday. My place was an absolute sauna. So I have a sauna of a condo that reeks of multiple dead people, okay? So then, of course, I realized immediately what I had done, and so I go to take out the garbage. And uh, along the top of the bag were some maggots crawling around just to really add insult to injury. And I didn't realize at first, which means I scooped this bag up and I looked down to see maggots crawling on my hand. So then I scream bloody murder. So now I'm certain between uh, the smell of dead people and the scream of somebody who nearly died, uh, my neighbors surely think I'm dead. It's fine. Rest in peace, Shauna. And that wasn't all I did. I also left a window wide open while I was away. And I mean, that's not awful. However, the window I left open doesn't have a screen on it, and it's a fairly large window, a window that not only flies and mosquitoes could get through, but also small rodents. In fact, big rodents as well, like a raccoon easily could climb through that window. Actually, a small bear could fit through that window as well. And here's the thing. I haven't had time to check all the corners and dark spaces in my condo yet, but I could very well now have a pet raccoon. VNS in 20 minutes or less. My parents were telling me about a curling club nearby that has a great special on liver and onions. I laughed at that a little bit because I was like, you know, the only places you see specials on liver and onions, I find, are places where older people tend to hang out. Like, whatever happened to liver and onions? Because I feel like at one point, it was a big deal. It was a classic choice for a meal. And then now, not really. Like, have you ever gone over to somebody's house? And they're like, oh, you know what we're having for dinner tonight? Liver and onions. And then I got to thinking, could that be the goat of old people food? Like, could liver and onions be the greatest of all time when it comes to food that the elderly likes? It's got to be in the conversation. Like, everybody I know who's a bit older, they love a good liver and onions, and if they find special on it, they're there, okay? But I, I don't know many young people who are on board with that. I don't know if I've ever actually, in my life, eaten liver and onions, now that I think about it. Maybe I should. Maybe I'd like it. What else might be in the conversation, though, of, of goat of old people food? Jello desserts? Fiber One cereal, perhaps? Although I have to admit, I enjoy the taste of Fiber One. I am 34 now, however, so what about this one? Rum Raisin Ice Cream. Do you know any young people who indulge in the old rum raisin scoop? I mean, I'd also say porridge. I'd put that in there, but with the fat of overnight oats, I kind of think porridge has been reinvented, right? So maybe we don't call it porridge anymore, but I feel like we're still eating and enjoying it. So take that one out there. Scratch it. Okay, what about this one? A grapefruit with sugar sprinkled on it. My dad even has the dedicated grapefruit spoons to go with it. And every day, he'll smash a half grapefruit with that sugar. Delightful. With a soft boiled egg in a cup, actually. An egg cup. That's a classic as well. Nobody even owns egg cups anymore. So that 
that's a good indicator. You know where you crack the egg and then you pour it out on your toast? And that's another one. But I wouldn't perhaps say that one would be the greatest old person food of all time. It's a tough one. It really is. I may, I may say liver and onions. Really, I mean, it's got to be up there at least. B and S in 20 minutes or less. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? So I was in Toronto last week and uh, I was driving the 401, which of course is the the awful highway that is kind of going through the main artery of Toronto. And I, I forgot how bad that highway was. I used to drive it occasionally, but driving back on it reminds me as to why I never want to live in Toronto ever again. Uh, but first off, my, my parents' house is about a 20-minute drive from downtown. And I got stra- stuck in traffic on that highway on the weekend, like not during rush hour, but on the weekend. And it took an hour and 40 minutes to drive what might be 20 kilometers, one hour and 40 minutes, okay? Uh, then coming back from my parents' cabin, well, we take the 401, and uh, the highway the other direction was entirely shut down because of an accident. And those people were stuck on the 401 for about five hours. We had driven that way just a couple days before, and of course we got lucky we were not stuck behind that, but that kind of stuff happens more often than not. Like, honestly, every time you drive on that highway, you take a big chance. You just go, you know, we might get stuck behind an accident. In that case, we're here for hours. Absolute hours. But it got me thinking, and I was like, exactly how many cars do drive on the 401 a day? And I looked it up, and the latest stat is back from 2012, so it's fairly outdated, but back then they said 500,000 people Drive the 401 highway each day. 500,000 people. And again, that's outdated and it's only gotten busier. So I imagine that stat could be closer to 550,000 by now, if not more. So that means that half the population of Calgary drives that highway every single day. Coming back here and being able to drive on highways, and even though we do have some traffic here too, uh, I am just so grateful, okay? Because looking back, I'd... I don't ever want to go on the 401 again. The BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. It's funny, being back in Toronto, you kind of realize how good we have it here. Like, I know we all obviously have some traffic issues and things as well, but uh, I count my lucky stars because it is getting so insanely busy there. It's it's truly tough to get around. Like, between even public transit, you know, and the 401 and all these surrounding highways. And then in the summer, of course, they always have these big festivals and stuff going on. That means that one of the major arteries will always be shut down, and it just means complete gridlock for everybody but like i was telling my boyfriend when we were stuck on the 401 for that long i said people do this every single day there are people who commute in and they may only live 20 kilometers away and it will take them an hour and a half both directions to get home and you are going approximately 30 kilometers an hour the entire time for me I would prefer to take a longer route if you're moving. I find at least if you're moving, you feel like you're accomplishing something, but being completely stopped like that or going that slowly, it's very frustrating, right? Like it really it really gets you. That's the problem with people who get stuck on airplanes, right? They they get really irked and really worked up because you, you can't do anything. You're kind of stranded there. You're not moving. So if you're kind of stuck on a tarmac or something, this is when people lose it. And there are people who commit to doing that every single day to work in Toronto I kind of wonder why they wouldn't be like maybe we should move elsewhere you know like if you can't afford to live downtown which most people can't I was also reading I guess the average one bedroom in Toronto that's like 600 square feet now goes for about $2,800 a month so yeah if you can't afford to live downtown I think I'd be looking at jobs in other cities you know 
I think I would. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I don't have air conditioning, uh, and I'm, I'm about to get it, I think, because we've, we're having enough hot days now where it's time. But in the meantime, I've been kind of thinking of places to go hang out when I want a little relief from the heat. And, you know, hanging by the river, it's great. I did that yesterday. But sometimes you just want to hang in an, an establishment somewhere, you know, and just relax in some air conditioning. It's funny, when I first moved to Calgary and I realized the majority of businesses don't have AC, I was a bit shocked because in Toronto, if you're a store, you have AC because it's just consistently too hot not to there. But if you're a business here that does have air conditioning, I would advertise that. Every time there's a heat wave, you would definitely get some new clientele. Second, does the new library have a good AC unit? I actually don't know. I'd assume so, right? A friend suggested Costco, but you need a membership for that, so no. I, uh, I'm not going to lie i have been known to go to a liquor store with a big beer cooler okay and just hang out in there for a little while you just linger peruse some beer get nice and cool in the beer fridge the workers are just like can i help you with something no i'm good just really studying your delightful beer selection in here is all it's good yep you leave there a little blue shivering everybody did you get lost in there or Another friend suggested Ikea, which, I mean, that's a good one, too. Actually, if you go to one of the couches in the back corners that doesn't get much traffic in Ikea, I bet you could have a little couch nap and a nice air-conditioned nice air-conditioned room. Do they have fake blinds you can close, too? Just do that, and you're, you're good to go. Maybe that's where I'll go next heat wave, just for a little nappy-poo. Or maybe I should get a part-time job there. No? Why do you want this job, ma'am? Oh, well, you've got, you've got some incredible air conditioning. Let me tell you. VNS in 20 minutes or less. So there are a lot of horror stories in the news right now about nightmares while flying. And, well, I actually risked it. I went to visit my parents in Toronto last week, and I was prepared. I actually gave myself an extra day on the back end in case I got delayed for a full day. As I'm sure you've heard about Pearson Airport and the horror stories of everything going on there. And here's the thing. I had zero issue like, no delays, no lost baggage. Airport security was actually quicker than I have ever seen it. In fact, nobody was in the security line either way. Uh, but also, this was a little spooky. Airport security was unbelievably kind. And normally, it's not that they're not kind, but I tend to find airport security to sometimes be, I don't know, a bit surly. And I... It's like they have to be to do their job, right? They also need to be a little bit intimidating, I think. Uh, this time, though, not at all. Like, I was taking off my jacket and stuff to go through the scanner, and I hand this gentleman my boarding pass, and he says, Oh, thank you very much. And I kind of looked at him, and I was like, but, Oh, you're, you're welcome. I mean, I, I know you need that. And then the woman on the other end, she sees my Blue Jays sweater, and she goes, Oh, did you watch the game last night? And I was like, Yeah, it was a really good game. We got chatting about the Blue Jays, to the point where I wound up standing at security, chatting away with this woman for about five minutes, just chatting away about the Blue Jays, as you do at airport security. At one point, I was like, I think she might ask for my number. I think she might want somebody to watch the, the games with, like, honestly. And then the other guy here says to me, oh, excuse me, ma'am, do, do you mind taking your sweater off as well? He asks me if it's okay to take off my sweater. And at that point, I'm just like, well, you tell me. I mean, you're, you're the one doing all this for our own protection. So you tell me. Like, you want my sweater off? It's good. It was the strangest experience. I was like, am I in some sort of alternate universe? Or uh, maybe because of, you know, all the new hires, because I know we were short-staffed. And I, I don't know, maybe these are all new hires. And they haven't been beaten down by the airport security man yet. 
I, I don't know, but flying right now is a very strange experience. I don't know what to make of. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.